Hey, welcome back to The Lost Start. This is your man, Austin. I'm here with Jersey, and we are here for part two of episode nine. So as I promised, it would be very quick. And so I didn't want to disappoint you guys. I appreciate you guys following me again. When I ask you guys to write me, write me at thelostart at yahoo.com. There's no spaces, there's no underscores, there's no numbers. It's just simply thelostart at yahoo.com. So if you have anything to talk about, anything that we discuss in the show, you have a comment, you have a question, you think that we're completely full of shit, email us and we'd be more than happy to respond via the next uh, podcast. So again, thank you for joining us. So I left you guys with some topics and we discussed, obviously, you know, we don't want to be in a relationship because of obligation. We want to be in a relationship because it's fun. And I know that sounds really basic and rudimentary, but there's a lot of people that have been approaching me on this topic. And I ask them that question, are you having fun? And they say no. And then they tell me about a time that they did have fun and I'm like, well, why don't you guys, why don't you get back to that? Or can you accomplish that with your partner? And so that's kind of where the conversation starts. So that's why I thought it was relevant that I brought it up. So with that, I also said that I was going to leave you guys with three major topics today. And so for today, we're going to talk about the single night mindset. We're going to talk about networking and building your professional and personal circle. And we're also going to talk about the... Supply and demand. demand. Thank you. I literally have ADD. I'm like thinking about five other things in in my brain. I got to figure that out. Anyway, with that, uh, Jersey. Okay, so we were going to start with the topic of the single night mindset. And what we're talking about when we make that reference is the, um, the person who goes out and is determined to score that night. Their entire night's objective is that and only that. They, they don't go out to quote unquote have fun. They don't go out to see friends. They're gonna do those things, in, but only in order to, in an attempt to achieve their ultimate goal, which is to find someone to have sex with. And that, in my opinion, is, is not even effective in achieving that. I'm not saying that that doesn't happen. Certainly there's a lot of one night stands, but um, if you, if that's your, if that's your goal, I'm not even saying that that is a goal to be ashamed of or whatnot. We're human beings. We like to have sex. Nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. Um, but I'm saying that if that is your mission, that you need to be careful about how you're approaching it because desperate is probably the least attractive quality to women. Uh, they like aggressive, but they don't like overbearing. And so that's kind of how we're leading into this topic. Austin, what are your thoughts on, on that observation with some individuals? Uh, I, I, I totally agree. And there's, there is a quote, and I'm going to steal this, from all the places, Super Troopers. Mm-hmm. And the quote is, desperation is a stinky cologne. Yep. And so I thought that that applies especially in this category when we're talking about guys going out to a bar and you can just tell that they're just out to get laid 
And like we said, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, if that's your objective, I'm sure there's going to be some girls that are going to fulfill that. But what are the odds that they're going to respond to that behavior? And they can tell by body language. They can tell by the way you approach them, the tone of your voice, the way that you look at them. And it's just not becoming of a guy to do that because the girl automatically knows, okay, immediately this guy wants to get laid. And if she's not feeling you, then that's going to be a really high obstacle for you to overcome. Plus the fact that you're going to turn her off if she's not on that same level. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we try to be, at least I try to be very, uh, you know, blunt when talking to people about topics like this and not judgmental in the sense that, again, if that's what you want to do, that's that's fine. Um, you know, some girls are also out with that that mindset to a certain degree, probably less than men um, just in general nature. But the point is that some of the girls aren't in that mindset but you still may be able to achieve that goal if you approach it in the right way. Uh, and that's again where that whole desperate stinky cologne uh, comes in. But, you know, hopefully your goal isn't to just, and I'll make a Dave Chappelle reference here, but uh, greatest, greatest moments in hookup history where you're just looking for the most hammered girl at the end of the night who has uh, zero ability to make uh, good judgment. Um, it shouldn't be like a near uh, roofy scenario with alcohol, uh, but just two consenting adults who decide that's how they want to end their evening. But as you're leading up to that uh, decision, um, you know, I see it's kind of like this fine balance where you approach a girl and you talk to her, um, and this will tie into a topic later about supply and demand, so we'll swing back to it, but you approach a girl, you talk to her, and then some dudes, like, and she might be interested, but some dudes just, it's like, okay, this is, I, I got, you don't even have the fish on the hook, and you're already, like, trying to reel it in, you know, you, you didn't go to dangling bait, you just... You just think that you've hooked this fish and you're trying to just reel it in and it is then it starts fighting you and you just keep at it. Um, and unfortunately, this is, this is not fishing. Uh, that line is going to break and then you will... And this is really why we brought the topic up because then this guy, at the end of the night, if he doesn't succeed in that goal, if he doesn't get laid, uh, then he's frustrated, he's upset. He feels like the whole night was a waste. And, and that's, that actually makes me sad. Like, you should go out to have fun. You should go out to just interact with your friends, meet some new people. And if it happens, and again, you know, you can, you know, target your night toward that. But if it happens, cool. And if it doesn't, you had a good time going out and hanging with friends. Um, and, you know, you know, we'll tie this into other topics that we're going to discuss. But... The single night mindset is if you don't succeed that night, you had a shitty time and you didn't uh, see perhaps a window where you could have, you know, planted a seed that you then continued to uh, nourish and it would be maybe the third night that you see that person out or whatever the case. All right. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. Um, patience, Padawan. Patience. <laughs> you can't achieve Jedi Master status 
starting out your first lesson. And I'm not saying that you guys are new, I'm just kind of making an analogy because when you meet somebody new, you know, they have to feel comfortable with you. And obviously alcohol changes the comfortability levels. Um, you know, it speeds it up obviously, according to how, many, how much you've, you know, you've drank and uh, how familiar they are with you. And so you have to establish a rapport. And if you don't establish a rapport with them, uh, the first night, who's not to say, you know, like what Jersey was saying, that you can't achieve that the second night or the third night, but you have to give it time. I mean, you know, if you're really into this girl, then, you know, you're going to take the time and she's going to appreciate that. You know, she's going to appreciate the time that you're taking to get to know her or just form a rapport with her and, and not immediately go straight in for the kill. I mean, there's so, think about how many guys are at the bar and you think that one of the girls that you see is really pretty. Well, chances are there's probably about 30 other guys at that same bar that think that that same girl that you're looking at is pretty too. So how do you stand out from the 30? How can you be, you know, the highlighted guy of the night, so to speak? And the highlighted guy of the night is, is the one that's going to make the biggest impression on her by doing what nobody else does. And so if every guy is coming up, oh, you're really pretty, oh, I want your phone number, oh, we should go out, we should do this, we should do that. And the guy's like, hey, it was really nice to meet you. If you come out here again, like you say you did, I'll probably catch you again uh, at another time. And then and then leave. And that kind of leaves her wanting, that kind of leaves her like, wow, this guy didn't immediately go for my number, this guy didn't immediately uh, try to sleep with me, this guy didn't really you know, immediately try to take me home. He was just wanting to get to know me and then, you know, he's confident enough in himself that he's going to come back and we're going to be at the same place at the same time uh, again. And let's be honest here, you know, in the, in the age of Instagram and, and Facebook, you know, you're going to know whether or not that person's there or not. If you really want to dig deep, you know, kind of like as a, you know, as a spy almost. I know it's maybe not the best word, but you can kind of figure out like where they frequent and stuff, or maybe you know the same people, or I don't know, something like that. But um, another thing that I want to touch on is if you, there's a there's such thing, and this, this works for me, I don't know if this has worked for you in the past Jersey or not, but I find myself the most successful with women when I generally don't care. When I generally don't care about getting laid, I generally don't care about uh, making that the highlight point of the night. Like if I get a number grade, if I don't, I don't care. And I generally feel that way. Like, I don't think that the nights are waste. Like you said earlier, like about, you know, guy number one, guy number one would say, Oh, this night sucked. I didn't get any phone numbers. Um, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Well, if you met somebody and you made a, a positive connection with them and you didn't get their number, that's okay. Because they had a positive experience with you. When you see them again the next time, you're gonna you're gonna get that that number, or you're going to get that positive feedback that you got before. So, um, if you generally don't care, that's gonna make you more attractive. That just that that's kind of work for me. What do you think about that? Yeah, I don't know if um, if the phrase "don't care" really sends the message that I know you're trying to convey. It's more like if they can tell that your mission isn't to um, you know obtain them that you're just you know I describe it like you're just out having fun and people see you having fun they want to be part of that um, Very true. it's, it's yeah. particularly beneficial to not be a wallflower um, because you you look like exactly I mean some people will say oh I'm content to be 
just hanging out with a drink in my hand. Well, maybe you are, but you look super lonely and why is no one talking to you? Why is no one hanging out with you? You have to just like recognize and acknowledge the basic psychology to this. Whereas if you're standing there and you're interacting with three people, um, especially if they're of the opposite sex and they're laughing and they're smiling, you look like a desirable guy. Now some people might counter, well, I look like I'm taken. I look like I'm with one of those girls. Maybe you do, but she doesn't know and she's curious. The girl watching from across the room wants to know. And then if you end up in a conversation and you later clarify that you're not with any of those girls, then you already seem more intriguing, more approachable. Um, you know, guys like to go out with guys to hunt for lack of better phrasing, but I will tell you that having friends of the opposite sex makes you seem um, less, less intimidating to women, more uh, almost trustworthy. And I'm, and I'm not saying that in a manipulative sense, but I am telling you that uh, it is my personal belief from experience that hanging out with opposite sex friends at social gatherings uh, makes you more approachable uh, to women or Again, if you're the person approaching her, she's already witnessed you in positive interactions with other females where you seem to be the one uh, that's providing entertainment and, and just people want to be part of the fun that they saw you having across the room. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to add on that too. I want to say it adds value. Whenever you show and if you show publicly that you can have you know, friends of the opposite sex, and then then actually enjoy being around you, like you said, talking, laughing. That that that, that totally—it's like a magnet. Like everyone's attracted to that, whether that whether that's a guy or a girl. Because guys, like, well, how does this guy have all these beautiful women around him, and they're not just—they didn't just talk like for two seconds. Like they've been around them literally the entire night. Why is that? What does this guy do? Like, it sparks curiosity from from a male's perspective. From a female's perspective, it's it totally indicates, wow, he's already proven that he has positive interactions with women already, and I don't even know the guy, but the women around him seem to have, be having a good time, they're smiling, they're interacting with him, they're not just around him, you know, for a few minutes here and there, they're around the entire night, like, I want to know more about him, and I think that exactly what you said, I know it's reiterated, it, but that builds value in a woman's eyes, that you can have that interaction and you can bring that to the table before she even says one word to you. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of interesting the three topics that we picked, we, we did, you know, kind of think that they all tied into one another, but even just during this conversation, I'm realizing how much they are just completely woven into one another. Um, you know, with the other topic being supply and demand, Austin earlier had mentioned that a really good strategy is to go up to the girl, have a brief conversation. I always tell people, leave before the conversation's over. As weird as that sounds, if you've stayed so long that you've run out of things to say, uh, and that's not determined by you, because if you are still saying stupid shit and she's no longer interested, you've already screwed yourself. So if you're someone who's good on the spot at coming up with conversation, you probably could stay a little longer. If you're not, then, you know, drop your catchy, um, and like, I really hate the term pickup line, 
but when I say pickup line, it can be anything. It's not, is that a, a, a mirror in your pants because I can see you in or see myself in them. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's just things like, um, Austin in a previous uh, podcast had even referenced, you know, making conversation with the girl at the grocery store based on a sweatshirt she was wearing. Um, and he had also referenced something I very much so agree with, which is being um, playfully, playfully, you can be sarcastic, but just in general, like picking on the girl, you know, it goes back to our, um, our programming, even as little kids where you like the girl in the sandbox, so you throw sand at her. Doesn't make any sense, but uh, it doesn't work real well when, when you're a kid. But why do we do that? We want to get that person's attention and we're trying to be playful in some strange way. Uh, so you have to figure out as an adult how to be effective with that. But it is uh, a more intriguing conversation starter than, hi, I'm Jersey, can I buy you a drink? That's just, you know, again, like Austin said, maybe you're the fifth guy that night to try that at the bar. How do you set yourself apart? And the laws of supply and demand are very simple. The less in supply, the more demand. And so you don't want to be in her face from the start and outstay your welcome. Say, you know, your, your piece to get conversation going, let her know you're interested. Um, and when I say let her know you're interested, you don't have to ask for a number, you just, by talking to her at a bar, she pretty much knows you're interested. And then go on about your business. Uh, ideally, your business is going and hanging out with your friends and having a chuckle uh, and sincerely enjoying yourself, not resuming your lonely uh, place on the wall, but the idea is limit the supply of yourself so that you create demand uh, for your attention and more conversation, whether it be that night or um, playing the long game, which is again what we're getting with. Uh, with this, you know, against the single night mindset. Yeah. Well, another thing is too is that 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 led me to another kind of a strategy that you can use on the law of supply and demand is let's say you're out you're from out of town and you're at a bar club whatever you're at a social um, you know a social event whether that like I said and you're from out of town so obviously your friends aren't there and so what you can do and she's not going to know this is you approach her and say, hey, you know, I was over there with my friends and just point over in a general direction where some people are and then go ahead and say, you know, I just saw you from over there. You know, um, I wanted to say hi to you. My name's Austin, blah, 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 and, and start the conversation that way. So that seems like you're not there alone because people come, people do kind of judge you and they kind of think that, all right, well, he's alone. You know, and maybe it's because it's a situational thing. Maybe, you know, obviously you're from out of town on business. You know, you don't want to go into that. But, you know, you want to start, you want to spark up a conversation. Hey, I was just over there with my friends and I noticed you. Well, that kind of lets her know, hey, you know, I was intermingling with my friends, but you caught my eye. And so you caught my eye enough that you pulled me away from my friends to come over and talk to you. And that makes a big difference. And so if you just say, hey, you know, I'm from out of town. I don't really know anybody. That's a little bit like, hey, I'm kind of latching on to you. I'm lonely. I'm looking for attention rather than. Hey, I'm, I was just over there with some of my friends and I just noticed you from across the bar and I just want to come and talk to you. My name's Austin, blah, 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 blah. And then start the conversation there. See how less intimidating that is compared to, hey, you know, I'm not really from around here. Do you know any good restaurants? Do you know any good places? Blah, 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 blah. And 
you know, it's she'll just say, yeah, I, I go to this place. And then that's the end of the conversation. You don't give yourself any outs that way. So, you know, there's a little bit of strategy in that too. Um, you know, because again, you, you want to give the impression to a woman that you are in demand. There are people that want to be with you and they want to spend time with you. But, you know, you also want to give the impression too that, hey, you're approachable and you were distracted from those friends to come over and talk to her. And whether or not that's true or not doesn't make any difference. It's irrelevant. It's all about presentation. And we're, you know, giving you a variety of strategies and mindsets that you're going to have to figure out what you want to employ uh, on your own because a, a lot of probably what we're going to recommend does not um, really go along with the single night mindset. Again, no judgment, not saying that it doesn't work uh, or that there's anything wrong with it, but I am uh, saying that it is sometimes difficult to create demand for yourself in one night. And so things like leave you leave the conversation before she does. Uh, you know, you may be able to swing back around to her that night. Uh, depends on the atmosphere you're in. If you're in a dancing atmosphere, not real difficult. Uh, admittedly, yes, when you leave that girl, some other dude is probably going to approach her and he might stick on her all night and that might make it difficult for you to approach. Not impossible by any means. We can cover that topic at another time. But the thing is, you know, you have to, uh, you know, just kind of accept that maybe that's not the night that you... Um, see her outside the bar, that's not the night that you get her phone number. Um, I think Austin and I probably are thinking in a somewhat skewed perspective because we go to the same bars all the time and see a lot of the same people and live in an area that there aren't a lot of options. Uh, so, you know, there is a high probability that you're going to see the person again. I'll actually just quickly kind of transition this over to the gym just for this one concept. But in a place like the gym where you know you're going to see that person again, this is where this type of strategy is is crucial. Do not, like if a girl has headphones on, like you can bug her because there's no other way to get to her, but she does not want to have a conversation with you. So you trying to start one is, is just going to annoy her. Um, but you can just find some way to get her attention about something, you know, something more than are you using this bench? You can start with that just to get her to take her headphones off. And then you can also, again, comment on her, uh, oh, I see you have the new AirPods. Do you, do you like those? I was thinking about getting them, but they're pretty pricey. So I was kind of curious. But again, then as soon as she answers that, you're out. That's it. You don't have a continued conversation. You're out. And then the next time you see her, now you have the go to just be friendly. Like, hi. If you give her a wave, she gives you a wave back. Leave it. Play the long game. Then you'll see her again. One of these times, you can have a conversation. You know, just bring up something else. Have a very brief, not annoying, interrupting her workout conversation. And again, you have to limit the supply of yourself or you have slammed your own demand. And especially in a gym setting where, um, I'm not saying girls don't wanna get picked up at the gym by attractive men, but 
they also are there to work out just like you are and they don't want to stop for 10 minutes to have a conversation that is about uh, ultimately you trying to get their number so just be smart about it I went off on a tangent there. Sorry, but that was no. That's really good. That's that that explains that. Enco- that's all encompassing, and that applies to any situation. That applies to the gym. That applies to a bar. That applies to a dance hall or a whatever you would call that <laughs> a club, right? Whatever. Um, that's really good advice, and that's something that you guys need to use because uh, it works. It works all the time. It's, it's, you know, we're not playing checkers here, guys. We're playing chess. And you have to know when to move in on the queen. You like that? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I came up with that all by myself. Thank you. But, uh, no, I mean, we're, you know, getting serious. Like, that's, it's, it really does work. It's a lot more beneficial for you to establish rapport in those ways than to go straight in for the kill. Now, if she's like following you around or she's giving off blatantly obvious signs that she's into you, then yeah, you can move in for the kill because you do want to strike when the iron's hot. We're not saying, oh, you know, she's all over me, but you should not get her phone number. Like, no, like if you didn't, if you reject her to a, like if, and I'm not saying reject her, like she's asking you for your number, but the other way around, she's giving off the sign so blatantly that she's expecting you to give her ask her for her number and you don't do it that's like a rejection for her and then she thinks that she does, that you don't like her so you might have missed out on an opportunity so it's kind of like playing poker too um you got to know when to hold them you got to know when to fold them mm-hmm. and so you know using these strategies you're going to get good at knowing when to go ahead and show all those cards or knowing when to you know just keep checking and checking until the pot gets bigger and bigger and then you go ahead and you show everything so you know so this, so far we've hit on the supply and demand, the single night mindset, and what we didn't spend a lot of time talking about is the networking aspect. At the, at the end, I'll let Austin hit some professional networking stuff. He has more to contribute than, than I do, um, but I think that probably a lot of what we talk about in, per, in uh, personal networking also ties in uh, loosely to professional networking. Um, but what what I was thinking of when he and I discussed this topic before putting it on was uh, going you know back in our conversation a little bit, he was talking about you know you're at a bar, you're talking to a girl, um, you know you look like you're having fun. And I just want to remind you that you may approach a girl and she may not be interested in you. And that's okay. Don't see people like an option or nothing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna date this girl, bang this girl, whatever, or nothing. This girl is a resource, if nothing else. I, I feel bad phrasing it that way, but what I'm trying to say is, she might be cool, and you think she's hot. She doesn't find you attractive. That's okay. She probably has other attractive friends that might be interested in you. They all travel in packs. And so you need to be very open-minded and friendly even if you are getting essentially rejected. You know, still be the fun guy. Still be um, kind to her. Because maybe, you know, I mean, I'm thinking that you should actively 
use her to again some of these phrases in, in terms I'm gonna use sound bad, but just do it's it. It's not negative. Just to infiltrate it. her network. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's not always that. Sometimes you don't even know uh, the future effects of the decisions that or the behaviors that you are uh, choosing in the immediate. Now, what I mean by that is, so let's say the, I'm, I'm jumping back and forth here with professional, personal. So let's say, uh, you know, the classic example, we've all heard the story of, you know, you're at work and you're at in the lunchroom and you see this, you know, this guy that you don't know, um, and he engages you in a conversation and you're just kind of rude to him because um, you generally don't want to talk to him. Uh, but, you know, you kind of have two ways you could handle that as far as dodging the conversation or being a dick. Uh, or maybe you just start talking shit about the company that you work for. Uh, and lo and behold, you two months later go in for an interview for a promotion and you find out that that guy was higher up in the company. You didn't recognize him because he's so far up in the company that you really never see him. And now you've realized that you screwed yourself over. So it, it kind of goes the same at, at bars uh, and, and networking in terms of, let's say that you uh, meet this girl and you know she, you think she's very attractive and you talk to her and she's not interested, but she's polite to you. Um, and you know you just get butt hurt because she's not interested and so you you you're a dick to her you blow her off and then some and you know the the two weeks later you meet another girl that you're interested in and you know you guys are kind of hitting it off and then you know you add her to instagram or whatever and then you find out that she's mutual friends with the girl that you were just a dick to two weeks prior <laughs> And I can tell you, there will be a reference, and it will not help you. That is a huge thing you need to keep in mind. Uh, like Austin said, especially in the days, you know, current days of social networking, uh, where everybody is connected on Instagram and Facebook, there's so much that comes into play with that. And he and I are old enough to where we dated in a time where you didn't have to worry about some of the... Uh, unintended uh, consequences of things that will come to light through social media. <laughs> yep. But it was a lot easier back then. Yes. Uh, <laughs> a I, lot easier. I uh, I feel for guys who were trying to uh, play the field in modern society. <laughs> It's like they already have the playbook. Yes. <laughs> they already know what move you're going to make because you did it to their friends before. God, that would suck. <laughs> so what are some of your thoughts, Austin, on, uh, you know, just the, the networking concept and, and how to handle people that you come across? Well, you know, the thing that I've realized and you just kind of touched on it is, is you can't burn bridges anymore. And, and, well, you shouldn't do it, period, but especially in today's society, it's so applicable. And, you know, like you just mentioned, the, the social networking literally prevented, prevents you from burning bridges because there's somebody, it's like the six, was it the six? Oh, the seven degrees of separation. Seven degrees of separation from Kevin Bacon or whatever, whatever oh, right, that was. Right, right, right. Six degrees of separation from Kevin Bacon, whatever. 
Like that's that's usually the case. And you know, me being um, you know a former teacher, me being in real estate, um, I know so many different types of people and so many different walks of life. You know, and think about like you got to think about the stakeholders. And what I mean by that is, is okay, say if you have like a job like mine, I was a former teacher. Well, not only do I know my students, but I know their parents. I know other teachers. I know their spouses. I know their friends. Like that's a large group of people, especially in a big high school. And then you talk about real estate. Well, I mean, you know, I know other realtors that they have friends that live in the Valley, you know, and I have clients and their friends and I know their spouses. And then it's just, it's just amazing to see like how far reach you really do have. And so whenever you come into contact with people, you gotta be very diligent about handling yourself in a professional way, whether that's, you know, in the club or that you're talking about, you know, in the boardroom. I mean, you just have to make sure that, yeah, maybe you don't like this person, but you have to be cordial enough to where, um, you know, if there's somebody that you do value that's looking for a reference and that reference is the person you have a problem with, that's, that's, that, that kills deals. That can kill you getting paid. That could kill you getting a job. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can get held accountable by not being, uh, you know, just professional or being cordial. And so, you know, what we like, what I like to say is an alpha male sits back, thinks about it before he acts. And I know we can't always do that at every single time, but you need to do that more so than not. And when we're dealing with women, let's go back to women, you're in a club setting or you're in a, you know, in a setting where, you know, you're trying to get phone numbers, you're trying to meet people. Maybe your first objective of getting a phone number to date or getting, you know, into a, um, you know, a more a uh, intimate relationship or whatever doesn't work out. That doesn't mean that they can't be a, uh, a positive spokesperson for you because, you know, like New Jersey referenced, if there's a, a girl that you find attractive and that girl's friends with the girl that you hit on the week before and you were cool to her and you guys had a, uh, a really good conversation and you guys decided to be friends, she's going to give you rave reviews um, or at least a better review than, you know, no, that guy was that guy was a complete asshole. He told me to go F off and I was ugly after he tried to just hit on me. Like that's not the reference you want ever. So you have to learn. It's kind of weird. You, you almost have to like not take it personal. Yeah. In a way. And I know that sounds really awkward, but you have to approach every interaction as if you're making a new friend. You're making you're meeting a new spokesperson for you. That's going to give you, you know, I guess to use the tolerance of our time, uh, a positive Yelp review. <laughs> right. So, you know, that's kind of my feelings on that. And remember with things like Yelp reviews, uh, people won't always take the time to write a positive one, but you can bet that you're asked that they will take the time to write a negative one. So it's better to almost leave an unmemorable impression if it fizzled out with that girl than to leave a negative one. However, I would still strongly encourage you to leave a positive one. There are definitely ways to you know, transition over into the friend zone gracefully uh, if she's not interested in you. And you know, like Austin said, don't take it personally. While it is you individually that she's not interested in, like it doesn't mean that you aren't funny or you aren't attractive. It just means you're not her style. Like there are lots of you know, I go for brunettes over blondes. And so, 
you know, if I'm not attracted to a blonde girl, like, doesn't mean she's not attractive. I can even recognize her as attractive, but she's just not my style. Yeah. Well, the other thing, uh, it just, like, a light bulb went off. When you, when you're in the friend zone, gentlemen, let me just, let me just say this, and this is how I truly feel and my mind's not ever going to change. You're not getting out of the friend zone. Once you're in, it, it is a, it's a space-time continuum. <laughs> you're not getting out of that. Like, there's, like, you hear, you hear about, like, it's a one in a million chance. You know, you hear about, like, the best friend that uh, has been with this girl for years and years. And then she finally realizes that uh, the man of her dreams was right underneath her nose and they go on to get married. That's in a fairy tale. That is not real life. If you know of somebody that's like that, um, trust me, they are one in a million to accomplish that feat because like I said, the friend zone is literally, it's, it's like I said, it's the space time continuum. You're not getting out of it and you're not going to escape. So don't be the guy that's the friend that is looking to pounce every single time whenever you see an opening. When, you're, when the girl that you're friends with, you know, she has you in the friend zone and she's dating a guy and she breaks up with them, she's not gonna look to you for a rebound. It's gonna be somebody new. Trust me on this, it's not gonna happen. And so I wanna I wanna debunk that myth right then and there because it's just gonna make your life easier, it's gonna make her life easier, it's gonna make everybody's life easier if you just accept that fact. And like I said, you're not gonna be able to change my mind with this. If you think you can change my mind, Email me at thelostart at yahoo.com and we will have a, a brilliant discussion about that because I'm telling you, that's it. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm 100% agree with that, but I would say that you're probably better off. It depends on how long you have been friends with this girl, but you are gambling everything on that. Some people do it and then it doesn't work out and then you've kind of lost a friend. So you gotta decide if you wanna take that risk uh, how valuable is this friendship to me? Um, and how, yep. how valuable is the network through this person? Because most girls don't want to date you after their friend dated you. So if nope. you were interested in some of this girl's friends as well, uh, and you decide to give it a run with her, um, and that doesn't work out, you have lost that whole pool most likely. Absolutely, that's an excellent point. Excellent point, that's that's 100% truth. Where's the uh, emoji, 100? Boom, 100. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you, that works. So yeah, think about that guys, think about what it is that you're risking. Is the, is the risk worth the reward? And you know, most of the times that doesn't come up. That doesn't come off as a, uh, a wise bet. That usually turns into uh, a no-sum game for every for, for you anyway, and that's her plus her friends. So that, that that's you know if she has five really hot friends, and you go after her, then you know you're zero for six, and you just got sent down in the minors because then you don't play in the majors with those statistics. <laughs> what were you talking about in the the prelude that you had posted just the other day? There was something that. Uh, had struck me that I was going to follow up on. But... Oh, that the part one? Yeah. You recall? Relationship out of obligation. Um, watching what you post on social media. That's what it was. Okay. So, 
I don't remember what we were talking about just a couple minutes ago, but it occurred to me just as a strong reminder, um, you know, he's talking about what you post on social media. Uh, but what came to my mind was what you're sending in messages at all. You're sending mm. private messages, mm. but they may not be as private as you think. No, she's okay? sharing them with everybody. Yeah. She's screenshotting that stuff and she's sending it out. Uh, and believe me, as a guy with a lot of female friends, I have seen a lot oh. of guys text and they're super entertaining. Uh, sometimes they share them because they're like, what do I do with this dude? And sometimes they share them because they're like, this guy's a dumbass. Look how funny this stuff is. But the point is, you know, if you're in a relationship with a girl that's different, like feel free to, you know, speak openly. Uh, but if you're just meeting her, it's almost like you need to keep in mind uh, that stuff could be subpoenaed at, at any time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, you know, this kind of goes without saying. I mean, I don't feel that this crowd, at least I would hope not that this crowd would do this, but unsolicited dick pics are a no-go, my friend. A no-go. And uh, that can get serious because now, from what I understand, legally, they can submit that and that can be considered as sexual harassment. That's what I've, that's the rumor. So whether that's true or not, guys, don't press send, whatever you do. Don't take a picture of it. Just don't send it to her because trust me, she's either laughing about it with her friends or she's just like, this guy literally is the most desperate guy in the world. If you send me a picture of his Johnson before I even asked him for it. Yeah, if you guys met on hookup.com or something, maybe that's another scenario, <laughs> but Otherwise, surely you have more to offer than that. Surely you, you can establish value other than, I don't care if you have a giant cock or a beautiful cock. Uh, <laughs> you don't need to send it. You can, you can think of other things to keep her intrigued in the conversation. I don't know, man. The Manscaper works for wonders. I swear yes. by the Manscaper. <laughs> uh, this also goes for guys. The guys, Austin, please don't send me uh, your manicured pubes again. <laughs> He's just joking. He is definitely. I am definitely joking. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, it's just it. I love. I love the the term value, because what is a woman going to do if she doesn't see the value in you? Like, if you send her an unsolicited dip pic, your value just dropped to zero. You have nothing in her eyes to offer. I'm telling you how it is. There's nothing. That's not going to do anything, guys. And. You have to establish value. And we've kind of already discussed about what establishes value, but again, building rapport, making her laugh, showing her that you that you that you are interested and you've gone on your way to show that interest, but not, you know, like he said, leave before the conversation ends. And, you know, the whole supply and demand dynamic. And that's what really is going to get her attention. That's what's going to build value. Um, when it comes time to all this, that other stuff, you'll know when the right time is because she's going to ask for it. But if she doesn't ask for it, don't send it. I mean, it's that simple. Um, I mean, that really is, you know, how, how to build that network up is, you know, everybody, like I said, to me, any person I come into contact with that, has a, that is either has a potential to be a friend, that could be, you know, it could be something more than that. Obviously, you know, with, with I'm talking about women here, but they can also be spokespersons for you. And do you want people advertising your brand? Because we're all, everybody has a brand. And how do you want that brand to be 
portrayed? Do you want it to be positive? Do you want it to be negative? What, what does that look like to you? So when you're interacting with people, keep in mind, they're gonna be talking about you to somebody and is that gonna be positive or negative? Well said. We're gonna do a lot of movie quotes in these segments, any that I'm on anyway. We're, we're both movie buffs. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes references are relevant and sometimes it's just Ooh, everybody likes their own brand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you don't know that one, I'm sorry. You need to go back to movie uh, history in school. Yeah. Well, they're they're listening to the podcast, and I already told them that, like I forget what episode it was. They're going to get a lot of movie quotes, so <laughs> maybe they can Google it. I mean, you know, <laughs> do your own research on that. We're not going to help you out with that. But I, I did give you a tidbit earlier. I, I did give you the Super Troopers. Uh, quote so at least you got one but you're gonna have to do your research on the other one but uh i don't know do you have anything else to uh elaborate on when it comes to these three topics anything that we might have missed i think that is a good pool of thought for the evening uh or whatever time you happen to listen to this Um, i did you know i looked at the i looked at the statistics and it broke down listeners and we have listeners in Ireland, UK, Nigeria, Germany, Italy, and there was one other one. So it's not just the States. Interesting. Pretty interesting. So yeah. Thank you guys for listening, by the way. You know, I'm glad that it's not just a, a US thing, it's a worldwide thing because it is applicable. Yeah. It's very applicable. And, you know, for some of you, that are listening that are in a different country of the United States, I'd love to hear, because uh, I know there's a lot of cultural differences, um, you know, between males and females. I'd love to hear about what your experiences are. So, you know, write into me and I would love to share that with uh, the US listeners and we can kind of see how you guys live in your country. And I think that'd be, that'd be super cool. And on that note, um, you know, with COVID still obviously being a significant impact in all of our lives, uh, I would like to throw a potential topic out there, but you're going to have to email Austin if you want to hear about it. If nobody writes about it, then we assume you don't give two shits about it and we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> but uh, today I was thinking, should testing positive for COVID be treated very similarly to when you tre- you test positive for an STD in terms of notifying partners or notifying uh, people that you've recently been in contact with. Uh, I just thought that could be an interesting topic. So up to you, Austin, where do they email you again? The lost art at yahoo.com. Okay, man. That's it. So uh, on that note, uh, we're going to go ahead and sign out. Again, I appreciate you guys for listening. As always, give me, give me what you guys got. Give me, give me some topics to, to discuss. I'm, it's open for discussion. So write in and let us know what we want to cover. And that's it. Thanks so, for having me on again, Austin. Appreciate absolutely. It. Absolutely. Well, they wanted you back on. So... I give the people what they want, and the people said they wanted Jersey. And I said Hoboken, and they're like, no, the guy ah, that. I definitely, definitely. <laughs> want to Jersey. Then I said, nope, 
jersey. I'm like, all right. So we got him on. So again, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, again, email me at thelostart at yahoo.com. And I look forward to doing the next podcast and be on the lookout for more content. Take care.